Here we go, everybody. The Rising Grind podcast, episode number two. Kim, we did it. We got not only past episode one, we now we are into episode number two. Fantastic. So what is the Rising Grind podcast about? You know, it's about getting up and getting after it, really. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I mean, we get up every day. We go to work. Uh, we go to life. And we bring fitness to the masses. Um, and we talk about fitness full circle. We talk about physical fitness, health fitness, wealth fitness, Kim, what you do, risk fitness, all the different fitnesses. That's what we do. We get up and rise and grind every day. And in this podcast, we talk about important things, very important things. And, and not so important things. And very not so important things. So that's so we're going to kick this thing off. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. All right. Well, today's podcast, we're going to talk about this study that came out of the United Kingdom about wine. Kim, you're going to love this. Yeah. Mm. Here, here, all this time, you thought uh, being a wino wasn't going to get you anywhere. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> and we're also going to talk about Perfect. something that's uh, this exceedingly massive. The Tiger King is back. And we're going to go over the Tiger King being back, Kim. That's fantastic. He's, he's not out of jail, but... He is back. He is back. Carol, Carol is back. So. Carol is back too. And keeping yourself fit because others aren't. We're going to talk a little bit about how you can keep yourself fit strictly because those around you may not be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So moving into this, Kim, when we set out this podcast, we, we, we wanted a couple of things. We said, hey, we what do we want to accomplish out of this podcast? And I think... We came up, we, we, we did some numbers, you know, you and I, we figured out some numbers and um, we said, you know, let's try to have two listeners. <laughs> that was the goal. Two, that was the goal. Or, yeah. Two listeners. And we have since tripled that. <laughs> There's, there is six listeners. I we know. We have at least six listeners now. I know we're three times more successful than we ever thought we would be. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But so, well, even it's because of, it's because of you. It's not because of me. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. It's because we actually got some comments. We, are, we got all positive comments for a couple of reasons. Number one, we are very positive people. But number two, um, negative comments, software, uh, it completely wiped them out. So we wouldn't even know if we got negative ones. But, uh, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Steve in South Kitsap, he said, the podcast was great and it flowed really well. And as a testament to you, Kim, he said, I need to get a quote on insurance. Steve. Straight, straight up. I can't, I can't even make that up. I can't make stuff up. I mean, I can, but I would make up something Love better. That. And so uh, we also had Val in Silverdale. She said, it's hard to believe it's your first podcast because you guys work so good together. Oh, Again, again, a testament to my co-host for sure. And then lastly, Brad and Bellevue said, since negative comments are not available, I'll say terrific job. <laughs> Brad, hey. coming in with, I appreciate that. <laughs> Look for the silver lining, Kim. That's what I always say, right? <laughs> I like that he prefaced it that because I can't say anything <laughs> negative, I'll just be like, cool, <laughs> terrific job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's what, that's the kind of listeners that we want right there. Ones that we say, hey, that. I might have some negative feedback, but I'm just going to keep it to myself. I'm just going to go with the positive. Mm. And that's, that's mm -hmm. the listener that we're trying to reach. Yes. <laughs> Loyal, loyal clients for life. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So Kim, we want to talk about our unofficial sponsor 
of the RNG podcast. That is the Coffee Oasis, Cam. The Coffee Oasis okay. produces youth programs that create safe, shared spaces, mentorship, street and school outreach, goal setting, job training, shelter, meals, laundry, mm. clothing, and crisis intervention. Jeez, they do it all. But the only way for their mission to succeed is through the support of the entire community. So community, all six of you, how do we support their mission? We buy their coffee. Buy their coffee. Write that, right. write, that, not, write that down, Kim, and underline it. Buy their coffee. And not just like they have delicious crafted coffee. So if you want a cup of joe, you know, go there rather than uh, another location. They're, they're all over the place. They're in Port Orchard. They're in Bremerton. They're in Kingston. They're in Paulsville. And they're coming to Silverdale. I have heard that. They are coming to Silverdale. I think it's a library. Do you know wow. what I'm talking about? Um, but all that to say, if you're going to buy a cup of joe, buy it from them or buy, a, you know, they've got coffee for sale. Like they've got a bagged bean and ground coffee. So if you want to buy coffee for your kitchen at home or for your, your office stock, um, that's a great way of supporting them as well. That's absolutely right. Cause where you get your coffee may not mean much to you, but it means everything to them. So coffee oasis, restoring yeah. communities through compassionate youth programs and coffee business. So go to their business and get some coffee. That's it. That's it. So Kim, you got to tell me you saw this study. It is a relationship between wine and COVID. It was passed out all around the internet. It was actually sent to me by a client. Did you see uh, this? No, actually, I have not seen that. But I'm hoping that you're going to tell me that the more wine you drink, the healthier you'll be to combat COVID. Well, I'm not going to tell you that, but the UK National Health Service might want to try to tell you that. You got The study is hilarious, right? The study found that those who don't drink at all were more likely to get COVID-19, while those who drink liquor had no more or less chance of contracting the, contacting the virus. That's on the liquor side. But, but here's what they found. If you drink 14 glasses of red wine or fewer per week, you're 17% less likely to get COVID-19. How about 14 that? 14 glasses of wine. So let's break that down. Seven yep. days in a week, that's two glasses of wine a day. Yep. That's, uh, and by some standards, like most, that's not considered um, moderate, but that's okay. Because this is the UK, so yeah. it's different over there. But here's what I'd want to tell you, though. White wine, champagne, you, that's, you're not getting it from the white wine or the champagne. In this particular study, it was, it was strictly red wine and 14 glasses or fewer. Now, okay. here's, the, here's the thing, Kim, before you start uh, double pouring yourself, because uh, <laughs> I that's you open a bottle right now. Is it I was going to say, yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm fighting COVID folks. Um, it's not really good information uh, because the oh. WHO uh, World Health Organization will tell you that there are short-term and long-term damages to your health because of alcohol in excess moderation. And that would typically be considered excess moderation. So, Brett, I don't understand. If it's online, isn't it true? Doesn't it have to be true if you found it online? Well, and I, I would think that because as not only was it found online, it also came out of a national health service too. So that, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, um, 
alcohol also increases the chance of acute respiratory distress syndrome, which is a key characteristic of the COVID-19. So the reason, mm. probably the reason being in this, you know, just, just talking from a, from a health perspective is probably the antioxidants and stuff that's going to be found in the grapes and the various other things that's in the wine. So while I'm not going to dispute, I'm not going to dispute those, <laughs> those guys in the UK in their pub drinking their wine. I will say that you might be able to get just a good antioxidants, maybe from juice. Ah, so you could replace the wine with, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> you could replace the wine with grape juice and get the same benefit is what you're saying. Yeah, and probably not the uh, acute respiratory distress. Wow, I, uh, I'm starting to wonder about our credible sources if it's a some sort of health organization that's released a study i think pretty soon people are going to get their information from podcasts like this one yeah credible people like you quality <laughs> quality podcasts like this one yeah so i'm just that's i'm right. just letting you know that's that's the clickbait of the week we see All we right. see these Thank we you. see these and it's one of those things that we got to take a look at you just you've got to see and like i say somebody passed it along to me i was like no way there's no way but fortunately the article was done really well the article was done really well it's it said it said here's the deal with the 14 glasses of wine it seems pretty cool but here's the reality well i love that this was one of your clients that sent this to you because i've been your client i am your client and i would imagine that the goal of sending you that article is to say hey coach i'm pretty sure we could put red wine back into my daily diet just that, that's right 1000 percent accurate that's exactly what it is so so a lot of what i do is basically this researching stuff for people and be like mm, no no mm. not not this go round. good luck with that perfect <laughs> awesome well thank you for that clickbait today i needed to hear that absolutely and and thank you to the listener that sent that to us so if you guys have any mm. clickbait stuff that you want to send to us and let us break down on the air we would love to do that um, send it to us. We'll, uh, we're going to attach the link in the, uh, in the podcast so you can get a hold of us. I, I was just going to say, and feel free to uh, keep those positive comments coming each episode. I really appreciate that. My ego feels a little bit boosted today, and I need that. So thank you for all the positive comments out of uh, our listeners. Well, I got to hear more about this, Kim, because you were crazy excited about this. You you hit me with this. Just the banter that we had on this was hilarious. Um, you hit me with this earlier in the week. You said, oh, my God, I'm so excited. The Tiger King is back. Right. And I, I'm appalled. I, I am truly, I don't know. I think I'm upset to the fact of how you can be so I don't know, out of the loop of mainstream media that you had never even heard of the Tiger King before I brought it up this week. Like, how's well, that possible? Kim, um, oblivious is my superpower, just so you know. <laughs> That's how I operate, yeah. <laughs> what keeps me safe and, and strong and sound is uh, my ability to be oblivious to the uh, world around me. But, oh my gosh, yes. So, so... I, I don't know anything about this Tiger King. I'm like, oh my God, is Jack is Jackie Chan making another movie? No, Brett. No, no, no. You're no, like, no, no, this guy raises tigers. Oh, no, no. I heard about that. He got didn't he get eaten on stage with like uh Siskel and Ebert or Penn and Teller and, no, and no, Las no, Vegas. No. And you said no. 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 So 
let's rewind. So two years ago in 2020, Netflix released this documentary series. It was about Joe Exotic, who's actually named Joseph Maldonado Passage. And Joe is a ridiculous person to start off. He's a zookeeper who keeps all these tigers specifically. Um, and he's got this enemy, this nemesis named Carol Baskin, and they have this feud going on. And Carol is her own crazy storyline because Carol, well, she should be in prison for one, um, but for two, she's a cat rescuer. But when you watch the show, you're pretty much like, she's doing the same thing that Joe is doing. She's making money on ha having cats and people come through to see the cats at her rescue. It's, you have your own glorified zoo, Carol. You're not saving these cats by any means. But, um, but the real beef on Carol and is that she, her second husband in like 97 or something um, had mysteriously disappeared. And she already had access to tigers by that point in time. So the theory is, she clearly fed her husband to a tiger. Like there's zero remains uh, to be found. Uh, clearly. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah, see, uh, it, seems, anyways, it seems relatively cut and dry. You know, just based upon your investigation, it seems fairly cut and dry. <laughs> I'm clearly an investigator. As an insurance agent, you do do a lot of field investigations. Um, but I will say that, uh, so that was Netflix two years ago. So now March of this year, two years later, Peacock is rolling out a series about the Tiger King. And this time, hilarious actress Kate McKinnon from SNL is going to be playing Carol Baskin. And I think this is all stemming from, she did like an SNL skit and she was so funny as Carol Baskin that the Peacock is picking this up and running with it. And I oh, never wow. heard of the guy that's playing uh, Joe. Um, I wrote down his name. I had never heard of him before, um, but he's from a lot of musicals and things like that. Uh, his name's John or something like that, um, but well, I'm I, I'm pretty excited. They could have done a full a full cast because because I will tell you after you told me about this Lion King phenomenon and that I was conceivably the last person on the earth that uh, that has seen this this show, I uh, I watched it. I uh, I went oh, I went over to my Netflix. Hey. I pulled up an episode. I know I know you're very influential. I'm and, proud of uh, you. I watched this thing and um, I didn't get through the first episode. I was, I, I did all the research that I needed to do. I could, you got, you're talking about binging this episode. I wanted to purge the episode as soon as I saw it, but I oh, do, man. I am not, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I do have a suggestion. Why didn't they go full on Saturday night live cast and bring back Joe dirt? Joe dirt would have been perfect to play, to play, <laughs> to play Joe exotic. Hey, I can see it. I can see it. No, I appreciate that you tried, that you tried to watch it. And I think that really it's, it's like anything, <coughs> pardon me. Whoa. <coughs> Reset. You're, get, you're getting like really anything. choked up. You're really getting choked up about this show. <laughs> I'm really choked up about this. <laughs> um, but it's like anything. The first episode, like the pilot is hard to watch. Like, I don't know if you ever got into, you probably didn't because you don't do anything normal, <laughs> but the rest of the world got into the office for many years. It's oh and still our huge office fan. I'm a huge office fan. And watching the pilot episode of The Office, completely different from this documentary, obviously, but it's it's cringy. It's hard to watch. Like the first episode of almost anything is hard to watch, but you have to be committed to the binge watching. And if you get through episode two and three, <laughs> you're hooked. 
Same thing <laughs> for this documentary. I, I promise you, you get through to episode two and three. If you're 80% of a normal human being, you will be hooked to watch. But that's, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit on this one, uh, um, Kim. Is that, that <laughs> the, first, the first pilot episode of the Rising Grand podcast was absolutely amazing. And so it was, it was not hard to get through. And so... <laughs> So that's where I'm, I'm going right. to disagree a little bit on, the, on that. So All right. I will accept that dispute. You're, I, I will take that praise for our first so it, The show, I, and I just, I, I just want to recant what I saw in the show, right? I got, there's this, there's this guy, right? And he's raising tigers and he's doing it differently than the other lady that's raising tigers because she's not selling them for profit, but she's making a profit. And he's anyway, um, all I'm, you know, you know, the whole part I was focused on in this whole through this whole show. First of all, <laughs> first of all, all the line of products that he had in, in his in in his uh, in his gift shop, right? He's got the animal underwear and the and the, the 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 tiger lotion and all that stuff. I was like, man, oh man, that, that guy's a marketing genius. I, I should we ever get to uh, the rise and rise and grind um, anything? We're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to uh, call Texas penitentiary and get some information from well joe dirt the there. fact the fact that he started this documentary like he he was so narcissistic and he started this documentary before it was even a thing he just wanted to film himself every single day um it's amazing like and, and then it turns into this actual documentary where he's going to prison and everyone wants to follow the storyline of it and uh, I mean, I don't know why we're not all doing the same thing with with access that we have now with all of these, you know, selfies and, and this podcast and everything. We should just really start filming our lives every day because you just never know when your storyline is going to get picked up and turn into something different. Well, <laughs> it's just if if he could go back in time. Would he do a documentary about him hiring a hitman to kill a lady? I, I just don't don't leave that at it. Don't be so narcissistic that you want to film that there, there, big man. Jeez, Louise. Oh, but you know, here's the whole time, the whole time that I thought I thought about this, I'm like, man, are my next door neighbors are they raising tigers? I need to know about this because because oh, in that be careful. In, in that first episode, there was a dude, I don't remember where he's from, but remember he he let all his uh he let all his animals go in the city. I'm like, man, it's going it went up all, all Jumanji there in Wisconsin or whatever it was. And, and I'm like, holy cow, I am not sure that I want to be a part of that. I don't not, I'm not sure I have the, the coverage, he, the insurance yeah. coverage for that. What what kind of coverage, Kim, you're, you're on the inside of this. What kind of coverage do I need if a lion gets loose and each one of my neighbors? Is that, is that- I tell you what, I tell you what, a lot of insurance companies are pretty picky about the breed of dog that you have, that I would be quite concerned if your neighbors are raising cats or having exotic animals. And there's a lot of exotic animal exclusions out there um, and there's forms for that. So I would make sure that if you're gonna buy a house these days in Kitsap County or Pierce County or Mason County, make sure that there's no uh, cat rescue next door and or exotic animal shelter because uh, odds are there's an exclusion for that. That's a good piece of advice because we're going to, we'll probably, let's get a real estate agent on the podcast and we're going to, we'll have to, that'll have to be one of the mm-hmm. topics of, uh, of contention, you know, cause, cause there's that whole show we bought a zoo. It, it's like a oh. Disney show, right? Yeah. We got to figure out, we got to figure out about that kind of stuff too. But so <laughs> let's, let's take the flip side of this thing. Let's say, so let's say my neighbors, All right. let's say my neighbors are, are, are raising big cats 
right? Can I get insurance for myself if one of me and my family members get eaten? Because what I, I have to worry about, I have to worry about keeping myself fit when other people's aren't. You know, you know what I mean? I tell you what, I think what you're describing might be life insurance because as long as you have a life insurance policy in place, it really doesn't matter what took you out. If it's a big cat from next door, you're okay. Your your family's going to be okay. covered with the, the death. Right, <laughs> now, if but you're talking you, about surviving gonna, that accident, <laughs> I'm going to have you take a look at my policy though to make sure I don't have any uh, big cat claws in the, in that thing. But but you know, yes. it's it's really you know I, I think it's really about that too. You know, I think you know not only do you have that one side of it, you also have the other side of it. You know, how are you? You got to look out for yourself when other people's aren't other people aren't yeah. looking out for you. Um, in a lot of different respects, but you know, um, it, that's really a lot what that comes down to. Well, and that, and it sounds, what you're saying sounds a whole lot like uninsured motorist coverage, which is like, so on your auto policy, the best way to look out for yourself is an underinsured or uninsured motorist protection. And I'm telling you from where I sit on my side of the desk, people that have full coverage out there, many times, this is one area that they skip. And I don't know why. I don't know if they just never had an agent. They're just signing up online and calling a 1-800 number and putting the policy together. But their uninsured motorist protection. The most important part of this is that this is what protects you. Oftentimes, if people do have a fairly good liability protection, let's say they've got 100000 300000 for liability. That's what protects other people. So if you're involved in an accident, that's your liability, your protection against other people. So you've caused this harm and now they have to go to the hospital. They have all these medical bills and bodily injury harm. That's what pays for them. So your uninsured motorist is what pays for you. And so why would you reject that coverage? Because I mean, especially in Washington state, like one in five drivers last I checked were completely uninsured out there. Um, and our state minimums are so low. Do you know what those are? Our state minimums are $25,000 per person and $50,000 aggregate. That means in total. So if you're in like a three-car pileup and multiple people are injured, you only have $25,000 to cover their injuries. That, that could be a one-night stay for one person at a hospital. Um, so how does that never so, mind sorry i'm sorry so how, how does that work like the uninsured motors motors piece so you're you're underinsured i mean you you have insurance because everybody's gonna say god i have to have insurance you know um so how do you get because i i almost kind of think that you know uninsured motorists is is important um you know to protect against uninsured motorists but you could be an underinsured motorist and not know it. I mean, because you, you say, gosh, I'm not an uninsured motorist because I have, I have, um, I have insurance, yeah. but you could be an underinsured motorist. And gosh, there's, you know, I don't do insurance, but I, I, I know horror stories of people that, that have that thought, gosh, I, I didn't realize I was underinsured and I, I come into this situation. Uh-huh. Well, and that's the scary part is people don't realize. So, um, let's just say that they are insured with state minimums. They're the ones that hit you. Um, their payout are $25,000. Again, that could cover one night for you. Um, but you're in the hospital for a full week. Maybe you have a broken bone or a broken back or, you know, whatnot. And you're going to be there for quite some time, not to mention rehabilitation, loss of wages, being out of work. Um, and so that's when your uninsured motorist for your own policy could kick in as a backup supplement to help protect you. Um, and not only are we, are we talking about like when you're 
in your own vehicle in a car accident, that's not your fault. But also, um, let's just say you're on your property. Uh, this is a true story. So one country client was, um, it was like a snowy day and they were sliding down their hill, sliding down the driveway in the snow, totally normal. A car comes by, hits the kid in the road. Luckily Man. the kid did live, but was severely injured um, and the car flees the scene. So now this is an, a case of uninsured motorists because we have to pretend that the car that we that hit and caused everything is never going to be found. So uninsured motorists immediately kicked in with country and they paid out the full amount, which was 250000 um, payable to that family for having uninsured motorist protection. And they weren't even in their vehicle. They were just hanging out at home. Hmm. That's how important this coverage really is and how it follows you. Um, another story... Another true story from country was uh, a gal is pumping gas at a gas station. Um, someone tries, tries to come around the car and steal her truck. Um, she was not the kind of gal to let that happen easily. So she was trying to wrestle the guy out of her vehicle. And uh, he started to drive away from the pump. And she was fighting it still and hanging onto the car. Didn't end well. She got halfway driven over by her own vehicle um, because her legs got tangled up in front of the tire. And uh, she did also live, but her pelvis was crushed. And so she had to get extensive surgeries and, and um, hospital care. And in that moment, um, because the guy Man. ditched the car like a mile down the road and like fled on foot. Um, have the truck. Uninsured motorist kicked in to protect her. But yes, that's another example of that where she wasn't even operating her own vehicle. Um, and she was injured by an auto accident. So. Jeez, peeps. Uninsured well, first, motorist is important. Yeah. yeah. First of all, I, I don't want to, I don't be that guy, but man, let him have the truck, dude. Yeah. Right. But, right. Like, but yeah, you know, don't be a hero. I, if, if, it, if it were me, I kind of, I kind of, I look forward to that. Maybe someday tries, somebody tries to take my truck from me. Could it test out? I don't out, think I'd try could, to steal your truck. I don't test think out I would my try that. Test out my judo skills. <laughs> I got no skills. I'm I'm built for looks. Yeah. I am not built for anything tangible besides looks. No, honestly, when I get out of the vehicle to pump gas, I always lock my car. Like I immediately lock my car so that when I'm driving, walking around it, someone can't just come and grab the you know open the door. Um, which is really it's really inconvenient because I lock my car, my gas tank locks too. So I, it's like a dance. I have to like walk around my car, open my gas tank, then lock my car. Pump my gas and then I'll my car. Anyways, Holy all that to say, it's going to be hard to steal my vehicle. I will make it very, very difficult for you. Hey, speak, speaking of stealing, did you did you hear about this old lady like in uh, somewhere somewhere in the Midwest um, busted a shoplifter? Yeah, it's like oh. ladies in her late in her seventies. This this, uh, this guy filled up a big old basket full of goods and was uh, wheeling it out. And old lady, old seven year old lady, wasn't having it. She's having none I love of it. it. Oh yeah, totally oh, gave it to him. Man, totally I gave cannot it to wait him. to be. I cannot wait to be a seventy-year-old lady. Like that's when your your real sass comes out. I think that's yeah. when you've really earned, you know, to be as sassy as you want to be. And My grandmas were the sassiest. And that's I'm gonna I'm gonna have to just be completely jealous because I I will never be of a seventy-year-old woman. I'll never be able to experience the sass of a seventy-year-old woman. To wrap it up, I will say um, just assume that the cars around you have less coverage than you need. If and assume yeah. your neighbors don't have big cat insurance. <laughs>
<laughs> protect yourself as best as you can. Yeah, oh. exactly. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Protect yourself as best you can. Because like, it's, like I don't said, bu- don't buy a house next to a cat rescue. Yeah, that's like, like I said, keep yourself fit because you can't guarantee that the others around you are keeping yourself fit either. So that wraps up today's podcast, Kim. Oh my gosh. That is number two. Yes. I feel like we've been doing this for years. That's well, at least Val from Silverdale, that's what her comment was. So I'm so excited to read these comments. I didn't even look at the comments. I'm so ashamed of myself. Now I I bet Steve has been like, yo, I told you I wanted a quote. What's going on? (laughs) Well, they came in through different areas. They came in through, uh, some of them came through directly through me on Facebook. Um, Some of them came in through uh, our, our Facebook site, which is probably a great segue folks. If you want to know more about the, uh, rising grind podcast, my co-host Kim is an absolute whiz on social, um, because I, my superpower of oblivious keeps me out of social pretty good. Um, and so if you have any comments, you got anything that you want to see from us, the best way to go is to go to the rising grind podcast, Facebook page. If you haven't liked it, liked it. Um, but but feel free to reach out to us and give us any uh, positive feedback. Again, the software works against negative feedback, but we want to know topics. We want to know what you think. We want to know any of that kind of stuff at all. But here's what else you can find too. Who the next guest is for episode number three. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. Cody Coffee-O. Clark. Cody Clark, Coffee Oasis. Coffee Oasis. He's going to come in. He's going to talk about how he works to keep the lesser fortunate fit with food, shelter, clothing, and friendship. And we want to hear all about that. Cody is the coolest. I know. That's going to be it. They are our unofficial sponsor, Coffee Oasis. And I'm so jazzed to have them on our podcast next week. And they have their own podcast, too. We should probably put a plug in for that next week um, for Cody. And I, you know what I'm really excited about for that for the unofficial sponsor is to find so that he can find out that he is the unofficial sponsor. I'm not even sure we've even let him in on that yet. He's gonna be so happy. We're talking about your we're talking about your organization, your nonprofit, every single episode on our podcast, um, and we're doing it for free because we love it so much. So absolutely, absolutely. So guys, if you like this podcast, we're gonna find us on Apple Podcasts. You're gonna find us on Spotify. You're gonna find us on Anchor. YouTube, we got our YouTube channel, Rising Grind Podcast. Like us, subscribe to us. You're going to find all the new episodes. You can drop comments in there. Folks, we just want to keep bringing you a good quality fun um, and maybe some important stuff too. Maybe, maybe. But definitely some not so important stuff. Oh, man. I'm so excited for the day that someone's been listening to us on an audio only version like the Spotify for like six months and then all of a sudden they see our youtube because i've always like, i've always loved that when you listen to the radio and you can't put a face to the voice you can't do it you, you yeah. imagine them in your own way and then you see them and you're like oh no that's not how i that's not how they look that's not what i described in my head until just this moment kim i, I wasn't i wasn't nervous <laughs> I just, well, when you want when you wanted to do the YouTube where they can see us, I was nervous from the start. I was like, "Oh no, man, people are going to be looking at me." I'm, you know, <laughs> that's when I get nervous. I can talk all day long. That concludes Rising Grind podcast. Stay tuned, awesome. folks. We're going to be launching another one here in two weeks. We're glad to have you. Glad for you to tune in. All Bye, right, everybody. Brad, thanks for being an awesome co-host. Absolutely. Likewise. <laughs>